What's up and welcome to Crossover Wednesdays here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am James Yarko, one of the co-hosts of Locked On Bucks, joined by Patricia Trena, the host of Locked On Giants, also of The Athletic and InsiderFootball.com. Patricia, how are you doing? I'm doing great, James. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Uh, I'm I'm not sure exactly how to feel about this game. It's it's either going to be one of the most exciting games that we'll see all season, or it's going to be one of the most frustrating. And I say that for both sides because both of these teams have just been massively disappointing for their fan bases this year. But the Giants are coming off of a big win. Yeah, a, a comeback victory against the 49ers, a game where you saw Matt Burita go off, you saw George Kittle go off, but the Giants were able to take those punches and swing back. Talk a little bit about what that might have done for the Giants moving forward. I know some people were saying that it at least bought Eli Manning one more week. And I'm not the kind of person that's putting a lot of blame on Eli Manning, but talk about what this win kind of does for the Giants as a whole. I think the first and foremost thing that it does is it energizes that team. I mean, I'm in the locker room on a weekly basis, uh, several times a week, and, uh, you know, the players say they're playing hard, that they haven't given up, but, you know, action speaks louder than words. And when you see a lot of guys who are quiet, who are sitting at their stools, I mean, it's, it's quite a contrast to what it was earlier in the season where guys were, you know, playing music, playing cards, you know, just nice and loose, you know, joking around with each other hanging out with each other so uh, the win on monday night and especially given how that win came about i think has energized this team there were some subtle changes and not so subtle changes made by the coaching staff this coaching staff has been you know the good thing about it is is they they haven't given up a ship. They've been encouraging. They've been nurturing. You guys can do it. You can do it. We believe in you. And now I think these players are starting to believe in themselves that they can indeed get it done, you know, following all these these weeks of losses and being so close. It, it's almost like, geez, I'll never make that, you know, make it to that top there. And now that they have, they, they now know that they can do it and they know now how to do it. Yeah, it was it was definitely a, a, a surprise for me. I, I go to bed early just because I have to get up in the middle of the night for my day job. And I went to bed with the 49ers up and I'm like, well, these these poor Giants fans, they have to feel about as bad as Buccaneers fans. And then I wake up and and see that the Giants came back and won. And I'm like, well, you know, good. You know, that's that's good for them. But how's that going to impact the Buccaneers now? I mean, as you said, it's starting to instill a little bit of that confidence. They're starting to believe them in them in themselves a little bit. Whereas this Buccaneers team that they're facing coming in to, to MetLife, they have lost six of their last seven games after starting off two and O with the, you know, the best passing attack in all of football. And it's just, it's completely crumbled. Like, you know, tribute to to Stan Lee if any of of our listeners are Marvel fans it's like Thanos snapped his finger and the Buccaneers just started to disintegrate and and disappear so you have this team who the head coach has taken over play calling and they score three points despite getting 500 yards they're coming into New York facing a team that has mismatches all over the field whether it's Odell Beckham Jr. Saquon Barkley going up against this defense what do you kind of expect to see out of this Giants team on Sunday? I do you 
Do you think it's going to be a little bit more of, of what you've seen all season? Do you think they're starting to get enough confidence to start to try to do a little bit more offensively to, to add in anything new? I, how do you see this kind of playing out a, against a Buccaneers defense that is one of the worst in, in the league this year and on pace to be one of the worst in the history of the game? Well, I think, you know, besides the fact that they have more pep in their step after after this win, um, we saw a few things that, you know, I know the media has been screaming for, some of the fans have been screaming for, um, and, and that was getting Saquon Barkley out in space. I mean, the mm-hmm. Giants, uh, thus far, you know, the first eight games, Barkley was mo- mainly used as a checkdown option, and it was very frustrating because, you know, people, I, I joke with, with readers all the time, and I say, look, I, I'm telling you, I really did see Saquon Barkley running arrows and wheel routes, and he was really burning linebackers. And people are like, nah, we don't see it in the game, so how can that be? Well, they showed it in this last game. You know, they got Barkley out in space, and he was he was more effective probably, you know, in space than he was with the ball on, you know, rushing the ball. Uh, so that that would be uh, the first thing. Um, getting the tight ends back involved. Evan Ingram kind of had a quiet game last week. Um, came on at the end and and played a big role at that game winning. Uh, touchdown drive but you know he's a guy that can if you can get him up the seam and he can hold on to the balls which has been a problem for him he's had a couple of drops this year that have just come at the worst possible time he's the guy who can do some damage as well then you also have of course Odell Beckham Jr. who they move around I mean you never know where he's going to line up he's been in the slot he's been out wide he's been in motion I mean he can do it all and and that's the guy that obviously you know if you're looking at the matchups Beckham against the the Bucks secondary, whether it's you know Grimes or the rookie, it, it's not a favorable matchup. I think in, in the Bucks, you know, uh, for the Bucks. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he's deployed. And then you know we got to go back to the old man. We got to go back to Eli Manning. You know, I, I agree with you and. I get called an Eli Homer a lot, and I'm not <laughs> an Eli Homer. I mean, I, I really am not. I mean, I'm not saying Eli has been perfect because he hasn't, but you've got to have protection for this guy, You and, and he just hasn't had it. Now, last week uh, against the 49ers, he was lucky enough to have decent pass protection. I think he was only sacked once, and he was hit, I want to say, three times, which is like nothing compared to what the abuse he has been taking all year long. And if you give him time to to do a five or seven step drop, he can really burn you. Now, there were a few throws that were off. I know he missed Odell Beckham Jr. on a couple of long throws, but Eli Manning can still play the game. And and people, you know, who are, who are screaming to get him out of New York, put him out the pasture. All I have to say is you're going to miss him when he's gone because, you know, you get a rookie quarterback in here might be a great prospect. And as we've seen around the league, rookie quarterbacks struggle in their first year. So it's going to take time. And hopefully, you know, Eli Manning can finish this season on a strong note and then we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. And this certainly, at least in my opinion, isn't exactly the draft that I would be, you know, wanting to need a quarterback. Um, Yeah. Not a, not a whole lot at at the top of the list there for, for college quarterbacks, that will be entering the draft, but yeah. And and it's funny. You say that you get called an Eli Homer all the time. It's the same thing, uh, you know, with, with Tampa, I'll, I'll talk about something great that Jameis did and I'll get called a, a, a Homer or 
or a Winston Stan or, or whatever. And then I compliment Fitzpatrick or criticize Winston. And now all of a sudden I'm a hater and it's like, I'm just trying to be honest. You know, that's all, that's all I'm trying to do. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm supposed to be unbiased and I'm supposed to be honest and that's what I am. So yeah, you just kind of have to have to roll with the punches, but yeah, there's, there's mismatches for both of these teams. Um, you know, as far as offensively uh, against the opposing defense, and it should should definitely make for an interesting game. You know, they're heading into into this weekend. The Giants are one and a half point favorites with a fifty two and a half point over under. I would say both of those are pretty tough bets. There's only been one time this season that the Buccaneers haven't hit the over on one of their games. And that was this past week against Washington when, you know, they combined for only 19 points. But if any of our listeners want to put a little bit of money on the game, they of course can do so with our friends over at my bookie. Remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why we always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me. They are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online and their mobile site is extremely easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. We would only recommend a service to our listeners that have been good to us. That's why we urge everyone to make their way to my bookie. You win they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy gurus out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, and my bookie is going to match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Just use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, when creating your account to claim your dollar for dollar bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Patricia, what are you expecting to see out of this Buccaneers team on Sunday? Well, as you know, Jason Pierre-Paul, whom the Giants traded to the Bucks, is making his triumphant return to MetLife Stadium. And uh, look, I tip my hat to JPP. He's having a heck of a season for the Bucs. Um, that matchup against uh, the Giants offensive line, the, t- the tackles now, I think they play JPP, what, on the left side, is it? So he would draw Chad Wheeler, I believe, right? Am I correct with the side they play him on, or do they flip him? Uh, he flips a little bit, but primarily left, yeah. Okay, so he would go up against Chad Wheeler. That should be a really, really good matchup, a key matchup. Um, JPP is so quick so athletic you know he can create you know fits for for opposing offensive tackles and you know last week the giants went more with a a run heavy offense um so they didn't you know they didn't have to pass block as much i think this week you know they're going to have to figure out a way to, to get jpp under control and then the other thing that i'm curious to see is Gerald McCoy, who, you know, he, he's one of the, the top defensive tackles in the league, a very good player. The Giants recently added a new piece to their offensive line, that being Jamon Brown, who was new, the new right guard. And he played 
well, all things considering, you know, that he's been here a few days and, and had a crash course on the offense, getting up to speed. But, you know, we saw some some hiccups with picking up stunts and certain, you know, pass double team blocks and certain things in, in pass blocking that you would expect. Because, you know, look, the guy just got here. So it takes some time to build up that that communication, that camaraderie. So I think it all starts in the pit. And uh, I think that giant offensive line versus that Bucks defense front is going to be, you know, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and you're you're actually echoing a lot of the sentiments that we heard last week when when this defensive line was going up against a makeshift Redskins offensive line. They were literally pulling guys off of their couches to come play on the offensive line. And sure enough, that offensive line did a phenomenal job of basically shutting down the Bucks' pass rush. Jason Pierre-Paul, he struggled the past couple of games. It looks like he's trying to fight through an injury, and it's just not going well. This is a guy that had eight sacks in the first seven games of the season. He still has eight on the season. Um, and you know he's going to be amped up to play his former team, a you know, team that, that traded him that said we would rather have – draft picks than than you on our team anymore that had to hurt that had to sting granted he got to go basically home to the tampa area but still that was that was one of those teams that he thought that was where he was going to be for his whole career and and he got shipped out the door so i expect him to have a a big game and then i expect carl nassib to really continue his emergence with the bucks you know one of the best things to happen to them this season was him being cut by the Cleveland Browns because he really has emerged, especially in the absence of Vinnie Curry. But I'm not going to put too much into, you know, the, the Giants struggles along the offensive line. You know, they've allowed the third most sacks in the NFL. They've allowed 63 quarterback hits. You know, that's something that we hear about in, in every Giants game is Eli Manning getting just blasted all game long. But this, this defense, especially the front four and and the front seven, they haven't shown enough consistency to really make me think that that's an advantage for the Buccaneers. When I take a look at this game, I look at the at the guys like Odell Beckham Jr. and the mismatches he creates against this Buccaneer secondary. I look at Saquon Barkley, somebody who, when he was coming out of the draft, I said, you know, I'm not as high on this guy. It looks like he he does all of his damage when he's out in space. And, and I know you had mentioned that that he got, you know, he was really starting to to do some damage when he got out in space against the 49ers. But at Penn State, when he would run up the middle, as soon as there was contact, it seemed like he would go down. He didn't seem like the kind of player that was going to be able to break through these NFL defensive fronts and, and really be able to do something. And boy, was I ever wrong. I, he's been absolutely incredible. I look at the fact that Levante David might miss the game because of a, of a sprained MCL. So now you're looking at Ebron being a factor because there's nobody, you know, Riley Bulla, Darius Taylor, Devontae Bond, they can't match up with Ebron. So if he can hold on to the ball, he's going to be a huge factor. So I look at a lot of these mismatches and I think, you know, this is a, a Giants offense that can do some serious, serious damage. That's if Eli Manning gets protected. That's the key there. That's why I say it all starts up front. And the Giants, you know, the, the pass protection, like I said, against the 49ers was a lot better than what it's been in recent weeks. 
Um, with that said, they they changed things up a little bit. They got the fullback more involved. They they had a lot of two tight end sets, so they played a lot of twelve personnel to help with that blocking. That you know that's why we didn't really see the tight ends as involved in the passing game. I think between them they had something like four receptions or something like that. Um, I I don't know that that's going to be the same game plan for this week. I would think that given the struggles and the problems that the Bucks have, particularly on the back seven of their defense, they're going to want to get Evan Ingram out in space and, and up the seam. They're going to want to get, you know, uh, Saquon Barkley isolated against a linebacker. You know, Odell, you know he's going to get some deep balls thrown his way, and you got to look out also for Sterling Shepard. And Corey Coleman's another guy who, who actually, you know, he made his Giants debut last week against the 49ers and he's a guy who, who's very intriguing could end up you know finishing the season as the uh, unofficial number three receiver for the Giants so a lot of weapons but again it all starts up front with the blocking and you know that's the one thing I need to see consistency in you know they've got off to a good sh- start last week you know this this fourth edition of the offensive line they're only going to get better but they they've got to get better in a hurry especially when it comes to you know any stunts any blitzes all that stuff the mistakes that they keep making that are you know setting them back you know when the bucks offense is clicking and they have you know, Mike Evans doing what Mike Evans can do and the continued emergence of Chris Godwin in his second year, the the deep threat that is Deshaun Jackson, the the human mismatch of OJ Howard, if he gets utilized, it, it, I'm I'm still fuming over the just absolutely abysmal utilization of OJ Howard against the Redskins, where he, you know, there was nobody on the Josh Norman could line up against OJ Howard and OJ Howard could have gone for a hundred yards. He's just that good. And, and that, that big of a mismatch against any defense. What do you think the giants are able to do defensively to be able to slow down some of these weapons that the bucks have in Evans, Godwin, uh, OJ Howard, uh, Deshaun Jackson, even Cameron Braden and Adam Humphreys who have gotten some love here in the past couple of weeks. Wow. Um, given how the Giants did in coverage on Monday night, I, I, I've got concerns about that. Um, I'd like to see them maybe shake things up a little bit with how they, they plan to cover these guys. Um, the Giants did some big nickel packages um, Monday night. But they still had some problems. Alec Ogletree had struggles in coverage. Landon Collins had some struggles in coverage. Um, That concerns me because these guys are are just, you know, coverage is just not their strength. So I would like to see them maybe mix it up a little bit more, maybe get more of Michael Thomas, the safety on the field, get Ty Davis on the field. He's a young linebacker, a rookie, but, you know, he's got some speed, got some coverage ability. And above all, you got to get pressure on the quarterback. The Giants pass rush for whatever reason has been missing in action and that's you know that goes back to the start of the season when they were without Olivier Vernon their best pass rusher but even with Vernon back you know you've seen a little bit of the pass rush here and there but not enough to where their you know quarterbacks are getting disrupted they just basically have all day to sit back there scan the field and pick their targets and and it's very frustrating and they they just got to get that going whether they blitz a linebacker or they do something you know to to just get the heat on them but you know, that to me is one of the biggest problems on this Giants defense is that lack of a pass rush. And I wonder how much of that is tied into the back end of, 
of the defense where the corners and, and, and the safeties are just not, you know, keeping their coverage assignments, you know, playing tight coverage. So uh, fix that problem and maybe, you know, it becomes challenging. All right. Well, before we get out of here, Patricia, what is your game score prediction for this Sunday between the Bucks and the Giants? Wow. Uh, I'm going to say Giants win. And I said, I, I know I wrote in an article once that I wouldn't pick the Giants to win anymore this year, but I'm going to, I'm encouraged by last week. So I'm going to say Giants win. I'm going to say 24-13. All right. Well, I, I predicted the, the score on, on your show on, on Locked on Giants, which I urge everyone uh, listening to this to go listen to that because it, it's a different show. We're, we're, not, we're not posting the same show on, on two different pages. So go over there, check out Patricia's show, uh, Locked on Giants. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. My, my final score prediction comes with that asterisk that I spoke about on your show, that if Cutter can kind of check himself and say, look, this offense was doing so well with Todd Munkin at the helm, you know, they were putting up all these points and all they were asking for all season was a decent performance out of this defense. Not, not good, not great, just decent. And they got that on Sunday and managed to only score three points, 0 for 5 in the red zone, three, you know, four turnovers. Yeah, it was a disaster. So if Todd Munkin can get that play calling back where he's utilizing Mike Evans and OJ Howard and Deshaun Jackson appropriately, and they do have that compliment of Peyton Barber out of the backfield, I think the Bucs win this game. I, I do think that they are the more talented team than the Giants overall. And I think they can go into MetLife and, and squeak this one out 31 to 30. But again, if, if Dirk Cutter is the one calling plays again this Sunday, I'm just going to say it's going to be a long, long day for Bucks fans. So, Patricia, where can everyone check out everything that you are doing covering the New York Giants? Well, the best place is to follow me on Twitter at Patricia underscore Traina, T-R-A-I-N-A. I I contribute to Forbes. I contribute to The Athletic, Inside Football. I am the New York Giants Maven at themaven.net slash NYGiants. Uh, I'm all over the place. So uh, (laughs) follow my Twitter account and uh, I post, you know, where I'm appearing, what radio spots I'm doing, where my articles are. That's really the best place to get me in and and give me a follow. You know, I'm very into I'm very into, you know, corresponding with with my followers. I answer questions. So, you know, all new followers are welcome. All right. And of course, you can check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com, and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks and at JayYarko underscore Bucks. We would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here on Crossover Wednesdays. Let me hear your voices come. 